Welcome to the Gathering Podcast. We've got Alex here, and we are going to talk about the election. Because at the time of this recording, the election was last night. Everybody right. voted yesterday. Um, and I was I was up till 1230 watching everything happening. It was it's it's uh 340 today yeah. on November 4th. Just to give you some context, we literally within 15, 20 minutes ago, uh, saw that Joe Biden took or basically won Wisconsin. Right. And it's looking like, I mean, we, we, we have a lot of question marks of what's actually going to happen in the next few weeks or months. But what we do know is it's looking like Joe Biden um, has won the election. Right. Obviously, and, nothing's confirmed, but yeah. the way things are playing out with, with models, that's what it looks like. Let's just say this is going to be a really interesting next couple months. Yeah. Really interesting. So here's here's the deal. There's plenty of amazing, great political commentators. Our job is not to be try to be like the next Ben Ben Shapiro and Gavin <laughs> podcast. It's not what we're trying to do. So what we are trying to do is we we want to simply speak to millennial generation Z Christians who are uh, following Jesus, who are seeking out. Hey, what is my response? How do I? What do I do? Um, in terms of this election and how right. things panned out. What is my response from a biblical perspective? we got a lot of scripture to talk about. Um, so no matter who you voted for, we want to talk about our response um, in this election season, but also how to have a, how to have peace during this time of chaos. I mean, right. it's wild. I mean, even last night there was some rioting. It, it wasn't as much as what was expected, but there was people in the streets all over the country, right. rioting and looting, and, and it's just it's just crazy out here. So we want to talk about how to have peace in this time of chaos, um, especially as it pertains to um, the election. Right. So let's dive right in. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, there's three things that we want to talk about and focus on for the next 10, 15 minutes or so. The three things. Let's just go through it real quick. Number one is our allegiance. As Christians, we have an allegiance. Right. Yep. Okay. Number two is our attitude. Um, we got a lot of people with, with a lot of attitude right now. So <laughs> we want to talk about how we are to carry ourselves in this time, whether we agree or disagree with who, uh, whether we voted for or didn't vote for who is in office. And number three is our actions. We had to stick with alliteration because right. we're both preachers. So we had to Stick with the A's. Allegiance, attitude, and The second actions. one was an accident, and then when we got to the third one, we said we have to keep it. It has to it be has an It has to be an A. <laughs> it has to be an A. Um, for all the preachers out there, you know what I'm talking about. So let's dive in right with number one, our allegiance. Um, where our allegiance lies as Christians. It's, it's certainly not with a political leader. It's not even with a president. As, right. as much as we support and honor and respect the leadership that uh, is in place in our country, um, our allegiance, our wholehearted, passionate allegiance is not right. with a political leader. Um, obviously, this goes without saying, it is with Jesus Christ, who is the Lord and Savior and the King of the kingdom. Isaiah tells us the government right. rests on his shoulders he is the one that is the king. He is the one that is in charge. He is the one that is sovereign right. above every decision and every political leader and every every emp yeah. empire and nation and country that has ever existed. Absolutely. It is God who is above all of that. And our allegiance as Christians lies with Jesus. Yeah. Christians are actually in a tight spot because 
if you look at the political paradigm in America, you have two extremes. You have the Democrat and you have the Republican. And then you have the Christian who sits somewhere in the middle of that because not everything aligns perfectly. And one thing we know about uh, Jesus is he was never polarized. You know, yeah, there was the truth that he declared, Mm. but nothing that he taught purely falls on one side or the other. So that is one of the reasons that I can be at peace as a Christian. And regardless of who is elected, that I can say, hey, you know what? My All of my eggs weren't in that basket because yeah. because Christ came and declared so much more than what each politician could could claim or or or, or what we think they're claiming. Because right. uh, Philippians chapter 320 says, but our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await mm. a savior, mm. the Lord Jesus Christ. So our citizenship, yeah, we may be yeah. U.S. citizens, but eternally that's only a temporary yep, assignment yep, you know yep. eternally our citizenship is in heaven and what do we do with that we await our savior so jesus is not only coming back we don't know when but we're going to him either way either right. he's coming to us or we're going to him right which whichever comes first we can only know but the the reality is is that in the yeah. meantime we can't put all our of our weight into a political yeah. party you know you hit on something i think is really really important you talked about how you know, as Christians, you know, that like being a Christian doesn't necessarily mean you're a conservative or you are a uh, liberal or you're a Democrat or you're Republican. I think so often, Alex, people are like, of course I'm a conservative. Right. I'm a Christian. Right, exactly. Of course I'm, of course I am a Democrat. I'm a Christian. What are you talking about? Right. And here's the thing it's like, I think it's really healthy for us to know this. Not everyone sees exactly as you see, not everyone yeah. voted like you. And even if they voted differently than you, that doesn't mean they're going to hell. It doesn't mean they are. Uh, it just simply means they come from a different perspective and they have a different preference, okay? Yeah. So that's healthy to know. Like, I think, dude, Alec, Alex, Christians are famous for demonizing those that disagree with them. And Absolutely. I'm here to just say, like, well, that's not always true. But in light of what you're saying, we are the, another another thing that the Bible teaches every Christian is that we are like sojourners. Yeah. Hey, shout out real quick to my brother's <laughs> brand. My brother Ben started a brand called Sojourner Travel Company. Um, for what it's worth, it's an amazing company. Got some travel slings, right. like bags. Got some hats and shirts, and um, I think he has some jackets coming out in the fall. Either way, like this podcast is not about that, but it's a sick brand. Check it out. <laughs> But in light of that, Hebrews chapter 11, it tells us that all these, um, the Hebrews 11 is the hall of faith. It tells us about all these Bible characters like Abraham and David, all these people, that they were like sojourners. They were passing through the earth. This was not their home. Their home was in heaven. And for all of us to know that this is just a temporary spot. We're doing our best with what we got. We do vote. We do contribute to society. We do use our voice. Mm -hmm. We do stand up for what's right. We don't just, right. you know, say, hey, the earth's going to go to hell anyway, so whatever, it's right, all going to exactly. burn. So we, no, we we steward the earth and we we get involved with politics and we use our voice to vote. We do all those things, right. but we do that with the the knowledge that this is not our eternal home. One day Jesus will come back and make all things brand new. And so we are we are genuinely sojourners. We are we are pilgriming through uh, this earth to get to one day, um, heaven, which is our home. So that, that's some good perspective for every Christian that feels super disillusioned, discouraged, defeated. If that's you, like, remember 
we're just sojourners. Like this is not our home. Like yeah. it's going to be remade eventually. One thing I think about is like I like traveling. You let you and Stacy love traveling, mm -hmm. but when I travel somewhere, I never get to that location and say this is my new home now. I'm going to stay here forever and then set my whole life up around that. I have an expectation in my mind that I'm only there temporarily yeah. Yeah. because I have a I have a future place to go to that I call home. And in the same way, that's how we should orient our mind on earth. When yeah. we're here, we can't build our entire foundation on the the reality of earth. When we know that we have so much more that it, that is ahead of us going forward. Yeah. Uh, and once yeah. we change our mindset to an eternal perspective and that we're sojourners, we're pilgrims, we're here temporarily, then everything changes and right. we no longer right. if, if if somebody wins an election that we right. we didn't we don't want or you know even a, a world event happening you know a natural disaster or um, you know covid-19 something sweeping through that we think in our minds is is going to catastrophically impact our mm. lives god's mm. reminder to us is listen everything that you see around you that's going in complete chaos and disorder it's temporary i have right. a i have an eternal assignment for you your home's not here your your home is in heaven totally totally uh, and that's awesome to yeah. know. And that kind of gives us the second thought, which is our attitude. Um, the first, like, hey, our allegiance is Jesus. Our allegiance is his kingdom. That's where our citizenship yeah. is. That's our e eternal home. That kind of frames it up for the next one, which right. is our attitude. Listen, like, this is a, like I said earlier. This is a big a, one. I think this, this is probably a, the most important one. There's a lot of people. You're right. There's a lot of people with really poor, horrible attitudes right, right now sometimes i'm like i want to punch you in the face bro <laughs> not really because i'm a christian but like sometimes I'm like man you th there's some horrible attitudes out there uh especially i mean especially as it pertains to politics right that like man i, I just get i get kind of really i mean you scroll on facebook and in, in, in election season and it takes two seconds to find someone with a really poor attitude in terms of politics right. and it's just frustrating but um the attitude we need we need to we need to have an attitude that is in that reflects where our allegiance lies in Jesus, in our hope. I mean, I think, bro, Lecrae said something awesome on a, a post by KB. Lecrae added to the post and he, he commented and he said, People are acting like Jesus didn't raise from the dead and come out of the tomb already. And I was like, dang, right. That's such a good perspective. People are acting like they don't even know Jesus when it Absolutely. comes to politics, right? And think about it this way. Galatians 5, Paul teaches us that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, yeah. peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah. If your attitude isn't in, in rooted in anything but what Paul describes there, your attitude needs a, needs a heart check. Totally. totally. <laughs> because all of those things describe the, the Spirit that is to dwell within us. But the first one, you think about it as the fruits of the spirit, yeah, is like like a bunch of grapes, but the but the in each individual grape represents joy, peace, forbearance, kindness. But the whole bunch is, as a as a as a unit is love, right? Totally. So when we read that, it's the fruit of the spirit is love, period, and then here they are: joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, yeah. goodness, yeah. And oftentimes. As Christians, we are to be marked by our generosity, but more than that, we're marked by our love because that's what Christ went to the cross to demonstrate was was love. Yeah. And if we're not demonstrating that through our words and our our Instagram posts and our Facebook posts and uh, how we're treating our neighbor, whether they're voting for Trump or Biden or whoever, um, 
then we're not carrying out the testimony and right. we're unable to carry out the Great Commission right. if, we are, right. if, if we're putting these toxic words and dialogues above our mission as, as followers. Yeah, totally. I think sometimes we forget that people are human beings right. when it comes to politics and we demonize people mm. and we kind of diminish their value because they don't see eye to eye with us. And that's just yeah. not the Christian attitude. That's not what Jesus would do. And that's not what we should do either. I mean, I'm thinking about the great commandment. This yeah. is exactly what Jesus is talking about. He's like, Hey, listen, love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, but also like love your neighbor, love right. the person. And he uses the, the, the story of the good Samaritan, which we don't have time to unpack, but, He's literally saying, love the person that doesn't necessarily agree with everything right. you believe. Or love you. Or love you back. Yeah. Totally. Love that person. That's yeah. the target of your love. And so if you're a Republican, hey, Jesus would say to you, love the Democrat. And, and if you're a Democrat, Jesus would say, love the Republican. Yeah. And that's what he's trying to communicate to us in that story. But listen, I think like humility is a big deal. Yeah. Like when we approach any kind of political conversation in the workspace or wherever, it's like we gotta come with a with a like with a mentality that's like humble. Like it's, right. it's honest. Like we're not saying don't be honest, but humility makes the honesty more palatable. Right. That's a really good statement. Mm -hmm. Humility yeah. makes the honesty more palatable. So good. I think about it this way, you know, uh, we talked about our perspective and changing our our, our perspective from it temporary uh, to a permanent perspective eternally. But uh, one other perspective that we can change is there's a, there's a hot button word that a lot of Christians use, especially in light of politics, and that is persecution. Mm. Every time there's a, like a major change in a, in a law or even somebody gets attacked on, on Instagram, you know, yeah. everyone, somebody gets unfriended, they think I'm being persecuted as a Christian. Yeah, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a variation of persecution. But if we look at the persecution that's going on in other parts of the world right now, especially in China and in, in parts of Africa where people are literally being murdered and churches being destroyed yeah. uh, because of, of the Christian faith. But rewind a little bit, go right. back to Rome when Paul was, was in, in prison. He's writing about Nero. Uh, and Nero right. was at the time uh, murdering millions of Christians, yeah. trying to completely eradicate Christianity yep. from the Roman Empire. They were throwing Christians in the Colosseum, yep. forcing them to fight, get eaten by animals, yeah. burning them alive. Burning them at the stake, yeah. using their bodies as lampposts yeah. in the city streets in Rome. First of all, that's crazy. You know, uh, crucifying them upside yep. down. And sometimes as, as modern day Christians, we need to be awakened to the reality of just because somebody doesn't agree with you and has, you know, unfollowed you or called you out on, on social media... That's not per Christian persecution. Right. Um, and, right. you know, should we, we be aware that when there's resistance and opposition? Of course. But when there's resistance and opposition, that's usually a sign that you're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, another thing, and last thing we want to say in terms of our attitude is like, listen, we don't get fearful. You know, I think there's a lot of doomsday preachers out there just like, you know, want to say like everything's going to be deteriorated because of Joe Biden or Donald Trump or whoever yeah. gets in, like things are going to go to crap and it's going to be horrible. And right. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, people have been saying that since the first, second, third election. I mean, like seriously, you know what I'm saying? People have been saying that and, and we're still here today. We're still a country. Not right. that, not that it doesn't matter. Absolutely matters. And I think over time we can start to see large negative impacts in a country, especially as it pertains to culture. Like right now we're seeing right. 
really, really, really toxic culture in our streets and our cities and things like that. So that does matter. But at the same time, just because the candidate you didn't vote you, you didn't vote for and is in office on in you know come January, yeah, doesn't mean like everything's going to literally deteriorate within a right. few days. Like right. stop being so afraid. We do not operate in a spirit of fear. In fact, I love Hebrews chapter 10, verse 39 it says, we are not of those who shrink back right. and are destroyed, but we are of those who persevere to the saving of our souls. So what, what the he, writer of Hebrews is saying, hey, listen, we don't get scared, run away, and hide. We, we don't shrink back. We're not right. destroyed. We're not of those who do that. We have faith. Right. We have faith, and we persevere. And so as a Christian, it's like, that's, that's the kind of, that's the kind of Christian leaders that are needed right now. Not the people who are just screaming, everything's going to go to crap. No, we need Christian people to say, listen, I know who the person that got in or whatever, the whatever happens in the next few months right. isn't exactly how we foresaw it or would want it to pan out. But guess right. what? We need leaders to say, although it didn't go the way we wanted, we will still serve, we'll still love, we'll still move forward, we'll still build a great country. Mm. As it has anything to do with me, we're going to move forward. And that brings us to, beyond this, our actions. How are we actions. going to respond to whoever is ultimately declared the winner and our next president? Yeah. How are we going to respond? Yeah. Um, and character is often marked by... Uh, not our personality, but our character is marked by how we respond to, the, right. to those events right. or people around us. And the first one we need to do is honor the leadership, no matter who it is, right. whether it's Donald right. Trump or Joe Biden. We need to honor that leadership. Mm. They both deserve our respect. They both deserve, deserve our honor. I know for many people, it's hard to muster that up, but as Christians, yep. we're not ha we don't have to muster up these these senses of respect and honor. Right. Why? Because it's right. the Christian mission right. to love and honor, regardless of of political position and and and, and opinion and, and attitude. We need to change our attitude, not let their attitude right. attitude change ours. That's good, bro. Um, and we need to honor that leadership. How can we do that, Caleb? Yeah, I mean, another a second thing yeah. um, is for well, I would just add real practical yeah. stuff like. I would say stop going on those Facebook and social yeah. media rants about how horrible that person <laughs> is and how right. how they're controlled by Satan and all that stuff. I just think it's it's unhelpful. Okay, right? Because um, they're still they're still a person. They're still a God created soul. Totally. And even though they they they're a household name and they're a politician and that they're they're well known and because other people tear them down, mm. does that give us a right to tear them down? No. We may not agree with right. with their policies, but we are not in a position to, number one, judge them with conviction uh, and judge them with condemnation, but also yeah. we are not in a position to tear them down. Right. We are, right. We are right. to encourage them. Um, for, for Paul wrote, let no corrupting talk come from your mouth, but yeah. only which is good for building up. Well, next time you're about to put that post out on, on, on your social media or even in a conversation, a dialogue about that politician, about that presidential candidate, Think about is this is this corrupting or is it mm. is it encouraging? Mm. Think about like you don't overcome evil or you you overcome evil with good, right? right? And so here's another thing that we do: we we honor them, but we also pray for our mm. leadership. So right? We we pray for them. This is an action we take. First Timothy two one through two says, "I urge then." This is Paul writing to Timothy. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession. Thanksgiving be made for all people, ready? Right. For kings and all those in authority, 
for all political leaders. Paul's urging Timothy. He's, there's an emphasis added there right. to pray and intercede and and, and pray on their behalf. And right. So here we have a direct scriptural command as Christians to pray for those in leadership. So if it's someone that you don't like too much, well, guess what? You would be far more effective if you prayed for them than if you just went on rants endlessly about how horrible of a right. person they are. So just start praying. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray Huge. for our leaders. Yeah. And the the final point, and I think this is a good one to end on, is do not fear tomorrow. You know, yeah. regardless of who gets elected, the sun is still going to rise yeah. that following morning. Yeah. You're still going to get your morning coffee. You're still going to wake mm. up and 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 get into your routine. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to wake up to a total anarchy and chaos. The world is going to be okay. Why? Because Jesus is coming back, and we'll Amen. talk about that in more detail. But Amen. Matthew 6, uh, 34, this is Jesus teaching his disciples, and he said, Do not worry, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And that's mm. so good. You know, we are often in a position where we're so worried about what tomorrow will bring or next week or next month or next year. And in light of the chaos around us with COVID-19 and the economy and what schools are doing, and now we have a new president coming in, uh, or maybe not, maybe the current president is staying, but we are in a position where we are so wrapped up about tomorrow, but Jesus Mm. says, pump the brakes tomorrow's going to worry for itself. Mm. You need to focus on the reality of what I've promised you. And that's this, I'm coming back. Yeah. So you're not in a place to worry because I might come back tomorrow and all this might change. That's so good. So good. So listen, just to kind of close and wrap up this episode, I I really hope this is helpful. This is helpful for me. So I hope it is for you. Um, You know, how to have peace in a time of chaos, especially in an election season like this, how to have a sense of peace come back to you if you feel discouraged or defeated. Number one is remember our allergic, our, our alert, our allergies, <laughs> our, our allegiance is with Jesus. Yeah. Our attitude is love and our actions are honor. That's, that's what we want to focus on in this season is like, we can't control what happens, but we can control how we respond to what yeah, happens. And wow. that's what's important here as, as we follow Jesus. So listen, thank you so much for taking time to listen. We hope this episode powered you, blessed you and encouraged you and uh we hope to uh we hope to keep interacting with you in the future and uh we'll see you next week yeah peace peace